tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Recorded live. Hello, you are listening to Lee is on radio, also known as, um, I don't know what I'm going to say, also known as, my head's at today. Um, Lee is on radio on Talk Show Network, the Talk Show.com, call ID 114-689-POUND. Um, the pin is one pound. If you are calling in, you can call in and talk to the or you can call in after we're done talking and talk about GHM Lee is on with me. Um, so welcome to the guests in the chat room. And I do want to welcome Navelle back to my show. He came on before, and he wasn't able to stay that long. And he's come back. Um, for those of you who are new and you don't know who Navelle Lee is, he is host of Buzzworthy Radio, which is very well known on social media. He's been a veteran radio host with several years of experience on the RNN show, guest appearances on the DJQT show on WBBR, um, Kenzie Award Show, an internet award broadcast for fan fictions and blogs. His most recent gig was a run on the popular blog talk radio show In the Zone. And in addition to his coaching career, he is a seasoned actor. He's been on the long-running radio drama Scripts and Scruples, as well as Rockland County. And his theater credits include South Pacific and The Music Man. And in his spare time, he loves computers, being creative, and just going out and having fun. And, of course, he brings passions to the arts and passion to soaps and prime time, as we all have passion for that. So I am very welcome, huge welcome to Novelle of Buzzworthy. Hello. Are you there? Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I should update that biography of mine. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's some updates you can put in there, but yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm like listening to it. It's like, oh, God, that's so old. I'm going to have to change that. But (laughs) Change it up. Update me on your 30th. That's like my first question. Like, I want to know how your 30th went because I saw all your pictures, and I'm having my 30th in October. So what did you do to celebrate your 30th? Because it sounds like you went all out. I had fun on my 30th birthday. Uh, my birthday was this past Friday. And, you know, it, a lot of people always ask me, because I told them I'm going to be 30 this year, they're like, are you feeling any different when you turn 30? Are you feeling old? Are you feeling this? And I'm just like, no, I don't feel old. I just feel excited to celebrate uh, another milestone, because, you know, obviously the last milestone you celebrate is when you turn 21. And so I celebrated this one with my very good friends and and family uh my cousin came the night after for like a little little dinner thing a little dinner and drinks and uh it wasn't like a big thing on saturday it was just like a little get together but uh friday night it was just like this big it was a big thing we went out to the river uh, on this deck and my friend's band was playing and it was just it was just a great time. I was just blown away by how many people showed up for my benefit aside from going for the band, but it, it was a huge deal for me just to see how many people came out and showed the love for me and had a good time. And I was responsible. I had a DD. I did not drive home. 
So that is Good. how much fun I had. I it I knew I was going to get in trouble, so I was just like, I'm going to have to have a DD in place. And lo and behold, I did. My best friend took me home, and I I, I couldn't have been happier that he was accommodating to to get me home. So. I I had a blast. I can't say enough about it. I don't feel any different now that I'm I'm 30 years old. I I feel the same, mainly because you know I'm still going to most likely be doing the same things as I did the year before and the years before that. I mean, nothing's really going to slow me down until it actually has to slow down. So mm-hmm. age is nothing yeah. but a number, folks. Just saying. That's that's what I've heard. 30 is really not that bad. It's not until you hit 40 where you're like, oh shit. Like I'm getting old, you know. I I heard that. I've heard when you hit when you hit forty, then it's like, oh yeah. But I I, I know some of my friends. I know, I have friends who are forty years old or forty over, and they still know how to kick it. So again, I think it's just really how you, how you act in life, it, how, it, how you yeah. perceive it in life, and how you act in life, and just taking care of yourself. I mean, I think that's really what it is. So it just really all depends mm-hmm. on what you do with yourself. So 40 may not be bad for people either. So right now, just say never say never. So Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you mentioned how you needed to update your bio. But, like, tell me what you've done since then. Because I know you've done tons more since then. You obviously have been to the daytime Emmys a few times to interview actors, which – is incredible. God, like, how do you hold yourself I, together? I don't know, but <laughs> I gotta put that in there because that that literally needs to go through the biography. I mean, I've been doing the red carpets for the the daytime Emmy since 2009, and in answer to your question, how do I compose myself? I don't know. It, it gets to a point where you're kind of like you've seen everybody for so long you kind of have an idea of what to do or bring to the table. And then, of course, there's the actors that you never had the chance to talk to yet that mm-hmm. are new on the scene that you want to see and, and speak with. So there is some sense of nervousness there. But it, it, once you start breaking the ice and start talking to them, then it, it just flows naturally. I mean, there's just some of the actors that make it so damn easy, and I can't say enough about that. But, my gosh, um, Man, I don't know what else to say about what have I done besides that. I've done I've done the Paley Fest event and I've done the Day of Days yeah. event and I love doing the Day of Days. It, it's a huge thing to see all the fans come out. And by the way, the Day of Days event, which will be taking place this November, I can't remember exactly the weekend. I think it's November twelfth. Uh someone might have to help me out on that one. Actually, no. No, the tenth is on Tuesday. Twelve, the fourteenth, November fourteenth is the annual Day of Days event at uh, Universal City Walk, and and that's for the fiftieth anniversary this year. So that's gonna yeah. be huge. One thing that I should emphasize about that event: it's a free event. Anybody can go. You don't have to worry about paying for this event. It's a free event for all of the fans to go to. You don't have to pay for this. I think a lot of people don't realize that about that. So I just wanted to let you guys know, yes, this is an event that is free to the public, that you can just go to and have a good time and meet the, the cast and crew of the show. And some of them even do some musical acts for you on stage. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really good time. I 
I did my first one back in 2011, to, and, you know, just seeing all of the fans come out and show the support for the show, as well as my time talking to, to the actors as well, it, it was great. It, it was, a, again, a first experience for me. So I can't say enough about it. And, again, I, there is that sense of nervousness because you, you're talking basically to almost the entire cast of that show. And it's, it's a, it was nerve-wracking my first time going to that. It really was. And mm-hmm. I don't know how I kept my composure, but I managed to get through it. So hopefully I can do it again. So crossing my fingers. But mm. Well, speaking of days, since we're on that for a moment, like what are you loving and what are you not liking on that? Because I know for a while it was kind of like crazy. People were not really liking it. They weren't liking the writing. And now it's kind of kind of going uphill again, sort of downhill. So like now they're going up in the 50th. So like what's your take on days right now? I will be honest with you, there have been several weeks where I haven't been watching because it literally has been putting me to sleep. Uh, It hasn't kept me invested for a little bit. Um, The last time I can honestly tell you when I watched was after Eileen Davidson left this last time uh, when they got the baby back when Eric and uh, Eric Martel's character of Brady and... Melanie and Teresa got the baby back from from Kristen. That was literally probably around the last time I watched. Because I, I mean, again, that, that you know, Eileen Davidson can make me watch her read the telephone book. So mm-hmm. it yeah. was it was really around that time when I kind of started tooting out a little bit. I, I was tuning in for the weeks during the reveal that JJ and Eve had the affair. So I was watching during that time and. You know, I had some high hopes that the character of Paige was going to turn into a non-basic chick. Unfortunately, I was kind of wrong. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I, I, love the, I love the actress, and really she's only playing it by how they're writing it on the page, and basically they're writing her as a basic chick. She should not be a basic chick. Ba- coming from Eve yeah. Donovan, you should not be a basic she girl. She needs more oomph. Like, she's just too goody-goody. It's like, really? Absolutely. There is no way Eve Donovan gave birth to her. So I, yeah. I just, I yeah. thought there was going to be some twinge of change of personality when she found out that her mother slept with her boyfriend. And Twice. I, even multiple then, times. I don't even know how many times it was. I lost count. It, it was quite a bit. <laughs> It was quite a bit, and <laughs> this is the perfect time for you to finally turn into a bitch, and you <laughs> failed me. You failed me, Dave. But, I mean, I I was one of those that was pushing for JJ and Eve hooking up, and people kind of were looking at me going like I was disgusting. Ah, so you were kind of in the minority there. All right. I, I, I was. People thought I was disgusting, and I was like, I okay, I'm entitled to my opinion as well as you are, but... I was kind of yeah. for that. I was pushing for that, and of course, if you watched as long as both of us have, you could have probably t- told yourself when this kind of started that we're going to go down that route of those. Two. Yeah, yep. yeah. There was definitely hints dropping all over the place. <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously, you you kind of we were probably all sitting here going like it's going to happen regardless. So even if I'm pushing for it, yeah, it's already yeah. coming. So. I literally haven't seen it, but I have been, you know, seeing tweets from people about what has been transpiring, and it's looking like it's starting to pick up a lot. So it's kind of it's kind of telling me, 
and need to tune back in again because now it's really starting to come back. And with the new regime coming, I believe it starts next week. So they have a new regime too, Andre. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, if you don't remember, uh, first of all, let's back up. Days taped yeah. five months in advance. So keep that yeah. in mind. They taped five months in advance. Back in February, it was announced that Dina Higley and Josh Griffith were the new head writers of the show. And I can't remember if her first name is Liza. I think it's what it is. Liza D. Cosette is no longer the one of the producers that, that actually went to someone else who we actually uh, respected. And unfortunately, his name is slipping my mind. And I'm totally apologetic about that. But back in February, it was announced that Dina Higley and Josh Christmas were taking over from head, uh, head writing duties from uh, Tom Sell, as we call them. And their material, material is supposed to start airing this month. And as I said, I believe, I believe it's supposed to start next week. Uh, if not, it's the week after. But it is supposed to start next week. But they're really saying that to keep, keep it up with them, especially once Labor Day hits. They said once Labor Day hits, after Labor Day, it's really going to kick into high gear for Days 50. And I, I cannot tell you these actors on Days of Our Lives are so excited for the 50th. They have been pimping it out. They are loving what they're getting. Jen Lilly, especially, she, had, she basically told me on the red carpet this, at this year's Emmys, she's reading the entire scripts. She's reading the whole thing because oh, wow. it's that good. So they are really excited over there at that show. I, I'm excited for them. I'm really excited to see the changes. I can't wait. I'm honestly telling you right now, I will be back watching full-time once the new regime starts, especially now knowing that there's going to be another serial killer storyline. Yeah, I heard about that too. I was like, seriously? (laughs) There's another serial killer storyline that is supposed to take effect, and I believe that will be starting next month. Uh, There are hints that it could possibly be the character of Aiden, played by Daniel Cosgrove, as the killer. But, obviously, we'll, we'll see I can what see happens. that. I can. Honestly, I can, too. But we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, honestly, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me that he would turn out to be the killer. I know it was announced a little while ago that he apparently was off the show. So, maybe this storyline will be his exit storyline. That's the only thing I can think of. But there's a lot of rumors as to who might get offed. Two of which in, who we were mentioning before, Paige might be one of the victims. There's also a rumor that Will Horton might be a victim. Oh. I... Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, well, after the Sonny and Willie, Will drama. I don't I don't know. At this I, point. I, I they're kind of not a couple anymore, right? Well, no. I, I guess in a sense they're not. Uh, you know, they're they're separated. But yeah. I, I don't know how to feel about if, if that is true, that they are killing him off. I don't know how to feel about yeah. it for the fact that it's a core character, mainly this is Lucas yeah. and Sammy's son. Exactly. Son. You're killing off like a really a prominent Horton. I mean, honest, and, and the only thing I can think of is like, is this, is this what's bringing back Sammy to Salem? 
since you know uh, Allison Sweeney is returning to the show for in for in time for the 50th anniversary. So I'm wondering if that is the case. Maybe this is why she's coming back to the show for that story for Sammy to mourn her son. But again, I I would not want to see the character of Will killed off simply for the main fact he is a prominent character. He comes from one of the core families, if not two of them, since Lucas and Sammy are his parents. So I don't know how to feel about that. I I, I don't know. Uh, as far as Paige getting, if if Paige is the vic- is one of the victims, as it was rumored, I would not be sad. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like that too. Like I'm sorry to like, because of course no offense to the actress, she's just doing what she's getting ready to do. But I mean, they made her character just so like blah. She's so, why should I care about her? Is she so blah? Reason why. I don't have any reasons for you myself because yeah. I don't That's have that. any. I don't have any. I I just sit here going like, why are you this way? And you should you should not be so blah. You should not be so basic. You can't not be this nice. <laughs> Most actors, I think, in this business always said that if you're nice or if you're in like one of uh, one of those things called a stable relationship where there's no problems, you're not going to get really good story. So I I literally just looked at it and I'm just like, yeah, if, if she's killed off... That would probably the most I would probably talk about that character in a positive way ever. So that's as as harsh as that sounds. It's the truth, though. So, yeah, yeah, truth hurts sometimes. I am excited for the returns. I am excited for the returns, not just with Ali Sweeney, but Peter Reckle and Stephen Nichols coming back to the show. Uh, Mary Beth Evans got put on contract with the show, so she wasn't on contract before. Now she's on contract along with Wally Kurth. I believe Stephen is on contract, but don't quote me on that. I thought he was, but I know Mary Beth and Wally are on contract. I miss you, Wally, at General Hospital, but I know you're having a great time and days, and I'm excited for you, for Justin, as and, and Judy Evans. Judy Evans is now on contract with the show. So. Uh-huh. Wow. Lot more, well, lot cool. more Justin and Adrian, folks. A lot more Justin and Adrian will be at days. They they love writing for those two, so expect a lot more for them down the road as well. So, I, I'm excited for what they're going to be doing with with the veteran actors on the show, Marlena and John, uh, Deidre Hall and uh, Jake Hogeston. There's a lot of stuff coming up, and if any if anything, I know they're filming New Year's right now. They're filming New Year's. Okay. Well. Right, well most likely now they're past New Year's, but they were filming mm. New Year's last week. And there was a nice little tease that Lauren Coslow posted of her and Deidre Hall in front of the basic black logo. So I think we're going to get some basic black action back. So I, I can't wait for that too. And Tamara Braun, Tamara Braun. As oh, Ava, she's awesome. As Ava, coming back as Ava. That's going to be fun. Gosh, that's, that's going to be very enjoyable. Well, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out because if you remember, her character basically escaped to avoid facing time for somewhat causing that plane crash that killed Bo's father. Yeah, see, I didn't watch years ago. I just started watching because Jen came on, Dave. Yeah. And then I got behind, epically yeah. behind. We're not even going to mention how epically behind I am on well, I'm just trying to keep on Jen's scenes nice. pretty much. But that's really yeah. that. That is what happened when the character of Ava left uh, back in 2000. When did she win the Emmy? 2009. 2009. Mm-hmm. So that is what happens. Um, 
wondering yes. if they're going to address that. So hopefully they do. But it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to Jason Cook and Martha Madison coming home too. That should have been years ago, but they are here. I'm happy for that. And John Paul Lavoisier's take on Phil Kiriakis. So a lot of stuff, a days that pretty much a lot of people are excited for, myself included. So if that wasn't anything to get you pumped up for the new regime and the returns for the 50th anniversary, I don't know what will because, honestly, I'm excited just because of those names I just mentioned. Just saying. Cool. Well, let's switch gears. What's your thoughts on the new writers, the new regime for heading up GH and Ron getting let go, and what current storylines on there you enjoy on General Hospital? You know, I, I'm i going to start with the Ron thing first before I get into Gene and Shelley. Um, you know, I love Ron. Carlovati. And I really, I can't say enough about the fact that he and Frank came in at a time when the show was on its last legs. Trust me, lots of insiders knew for a fact that they were going to cancel that show. They were going to get it six months because they thought the revolution was probably going to do well when that came in place of One Life to Live. They really took a lot of stock in the revolution doing well. That did not do well. In fact, there was really no one watching that show. And obviously the, the mm-hmm. show got canceled yep. and General Hospital got put into the 2 p.m. time slot because um, obviously the, of that last hour then got opened up to the affiliates. But Ron and Frank came in. They did wonders with that show within the first few months. They brought back people that you probably thought you would never see again on the show. I mean, who would have thought that you would see Lynn Herring back as Lucy Coe? Who would have thought that you would see Lucy Coe hosting the Nurses Ball again after it's been gone since 2002? I mean, we're talking about, yeah. a, I mean, basically like a 10-year, mainly an 11-year absence of the Nurses Ball. They brought that back. They, they brought back some fan favorites, and, and they had some great screen time, and they weren't on contract. Ken Schreiner, Jackie Zeman, I mean, there was plenty of people that returned to the show that honestly I did not think would ever return because those writers prior to them joining the show would want to write for them. And they gave, there was something about their, the way that Ron was writing the characters when he first came over that made me like them a lot, primarily Sonny. And this is coming from someone who is a, a huge Mo fan. I, you, I think a lot of people know I love Mo. And I was not really a fan of Mobster Hospital for all those years. And there was, there yeah, was, me either. There were instances where I literally started tuning out. I mean, I watched it, you know, oh, yeah, it periodically, enough to where I never lost time. But it was just to a point where I just could not watch Mobster Hospital every day. And they kind of changed the character of Sonny when he first came on. I liked him basically sort of not having the mob as a clutch, but his family being more in the forefront, his romance with Kate, his romance with Olivia at the time, um, you know, focusing on that other side of Sonny, which I really liked. I like that. Someone, someone said to me the other day that it seemed like it was sort of like 90s Sonny when he was first on the show. And I was like, I never really thought of it like that. But you know what? You have a point. I think it was more like a 90s Sunny. Um, you know, romance was there, 
primarily, but then, you know, the mob was also there, but it wasn't heightened. It was there, but it wasn't like a core part of the story for him. It, it came second, and that's what I liked about that. And he still was seen all the time. And I was just, I, I just loved what they did with Sonny. I think that was really my favorite thing about it when Ron came in is what they did with Sonny. And um, I'm not going to deny that, yeah, there were things that lost track along the way, especially within the last several months, if not within the last year. There were some things that, you know, it just seemed it went off kilter. He needed to be pulled back. He needed to have that clutch to basically just come in and be like, all right, you're going off the rails. You need to pull back on some things. You need to change this up. You need to do something here to fix this because we are going down in that key demo every week. We're going down. We're tying lows every week. You're literally at the point where you're down a half a million viewers in that key demo. You need to pull back and do something. That, that, that was really my thing about it. That was really what I hoped for. I, I honestly wanted him and Gene as co-heads. I wanted him and Gene as co-heads like before. Um, unfortunately, that did not happen. But that that was my that would have been my dream. That would have been my dream team for mm-hmm. Gene. It was for him and Gene to be co-heads. Um, well, I like that we have two new like head writers that are a woman. I think that's really you know empowering for the soap opera genre because because I mean I I don't know want to be sexist when I say this, but it feels like mostly women are the main demographic for soap operas. Well, they you know, are. A lot of stay-at-home moms and a lot of, you know, people who are maybe on disability and they're at home during the day and they're going to watch soap. And they've been watching it for years. So, and like grandma, of course, grandma and grandpa. So, there we go. I, and I think that's really one of the things I'm interested about with, with Jean and Shelley co-head writing together is that, yes, they're both women. And I want to see how two women write women on the show. The one thing I've said ever since this uh, the news came out was that they need to not really rejuvenate or re-energize the characters on the show. They need to reestablish those characters. They, they need to go through a whole reboot. And I, I want to see how these women write the women of the show because yes. they need to be stronger on that show right now. They, I mean, I'm sorry. Ava Jerome played by the brilliant three-time Emmy-winning actress Maura West. Ava Jerome was a badass when she first stepped into the scene. She was a badass. She did not need a clutch. She didn't need a man. She didn't need anything. She knew how to take care of business without the help of anyone. That's how much of a badass she was. You're basically now reduced her to this Denise Denuccio character in this black wig with this fake accent, basically crying over a boy that ain't even worth your salt. Yeah, it's terrible. I just I don't care for Denise at all. Like I don't understand why they even did this. I think it's kind of a silly storyline to me. I don't I, either know what the attention at the time. I don't understand what was the. I mean. I would have preferred it differently as to how they brought Ava back in, in, in a sense where, you know, she, she returned but was hiding out as her true identity. And there was just, like, people within the process finding her instead of taking on this different identity and stuff to a point where she, was, she would come out on top to where that she wouldn't have to worry about 
facing killing Connie Falconeri. Like she she was she would be in hiding to work to try to get off the hook. Whereas this is just going in an entirely different direction. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I said, it just she just comes off not intelligent when she's doing this stuff. Right. You would yeah, not yeah. go to Franco and tell him who you really are. Why would you trust Franco? You never, she never trusted Franco. And she tells him that she's really Ava. Why would you do that? Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. how that came into effect. So I just want Ava to get her brains back. I want her to get her brains back. I want her to take off that stupid hair and then just basically just go right in guns blazing not pun intended but basically come in and kick ass i mean as she as she did before it's all i want for her um franco what do you want for liz that's what i want to know what do i want for liz (laughs) yeah because a lot of people are thinking it's out of character that she's being written this way this is too dark for liz she wouldn't do this like what is your take on, on the character of liz right now my goodness. Um, if you, if anybody had seen my tweets from Friday's episode, they were not nice to Liz and Nick. Um, not at all. Just summarize it up real nice. <laughs> summarize it in the, I have to, I have to choose my words differently then. Um, yeah, because I have one caller for you, and then I have one more question before I let that caller on, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. Sure. Uh, basically, I I agree with a lot of people that I think this is out of character for Liz. I know, but I know that she has kept secrets before, but she's never kept them this long. She would always come out and admit the truth in record time. She would never keep this a secret forever. But the fact that you're not letting this man know his true identity, not to mention the fact that you're basically with his kid. You're not letting him know that your son's alive or not to mention the fact like you're, what about Danny? I mean, the, you're the father to Danny and you, Sam and all this stuff. I'm just like, sitting here going, Liz, stop and think about what you're doing. You're keeping this man from his family. You would not do that. Yes. You did that for a split second before, but you knew the error of your ways and you came clean. This time you're kind of selfish, and yeah, there doesn't seem to be another motivation rather than her being selfish, which is what I don't really get because I know there's got to be something else. <laughs> Honestly, Liz is definitely not one of those that would keep some keep Jason from no. She would she's not, not this selfish. She's not this obsessive over him either. It's just weird. No, she never was. I mean, she she yeah. always. She always had a thing for Jason. I mean, she always loved Jason. But it was never to a point where it was this severe. So that's really one of the yeah. things I don't like about it. I do think it's out of character for her that she is being this selfish. She is not right. She's not letting him in, and not, not just him. She's not letting those that were close to him in, in, in as well. And that's why I'm kind of rooting for her that when this comes out, I want them to go in on her. Because they kept this, she kept this from them, especially Nicholas of all people. I I don't even I don't even know what to say about him, especially when. Oh yeah, that's a whole another bag of tricks right there. That that is a whole. <laughs> that's a different conversation that we are going to have to have because I'll yeah, just, I'll just say this: the fact that apparently he was basically 
hiring people to shoot Hayden. Um, Nick, you've never really killed people or wanted to kill people. Why the sudden change? I don't understand you. Why are you suddenly trying to act like Sabros? That's not you. But, again, different conversation. Well, now he's totally the dark prince, but, yeah, that's a whole other thing. I have one last question. I don't know if you can answer this quickly, um, but how happy you were he- how happy were you with the finale of Revenge? Because I know you and I share that in common. Really yes. love that show. And any thoughts you had on how the show ended? Like, did it end the way you wanted it to, or were you, like, really pissed off? I was happy with the show ending. I really was wondering who they were going to kill off. And, you know, I was just sitting here on pins and needles. The only thing I kept saying was, like, don't kill Nolan. Don't kill Nolan. <laughs> That's all I said was, don't kill Nolan. And they didn't. So I was very happy with, with the fact that he came out alive and uh, the confrontation between Emily and Victoria that definitely needed to happen in, in the final episode and her demise. Is, and it, was, it was definitely the right way to go. And, and Jack and uh, Emily, I waited so long. <laughs> Jack and Emily finally got together. They got married. I was very happy with that too. I mean, there's a lot of things with how they wrapped up the season and the series. It definitely was. It was perfect. And I like how at the end it basically was this dude comes up to Nolan in helping with a revenge scheme of his own for his mother. So I thought that was I thought that was tongue in cheek awesome. So I, fantastic. It was, it was great. Fantastic. Okay. So I know I've got one caller. My my friend Carrie is on the line, wants to probably get your take on GH and Dave. So Carrie, are you there? I am. Hello. Hey. Hi. How are I'm you? Good. How are you? We good. spoke a few weeks ago on Soap Party, but um, I agree with you as far as the whole Ron Calavati thing. When it first happened, I was irate because, like you, you know, stated. I mean. Can't thank him enough because if it wasn't for him along with Frank, we wouldn't have the show on this day. But I think as time gone on, I've, I think as I've gotten more, you know, separated from the situation, I realized it was probably time to make a change. And now what I irks me now is to see some actors who I won't name, you know, well, one I named Tony, but then there's some other ones, I guess, that are kind of throwing shade on him. I'm like, you know what? If it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have a job. So even if, you know what, everybody has the right to have their opinion, fans, actors, but it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth that now that he's out, it seems like everybody's kicking him in the ass now that he's out. I agree with you. Uh, I mean, I've said, I've said numerous times to people, I, I do think that Ron got thrown under the bus, and that really should not have happened. And in essence to what you were just saying, and again, we won't, we won't mention names, but I know that uh, there have been videos that have been posted of certain things this past weekend, uh, that just seemed it wasn't painted in a nice light for Ron, and it just came off. It just came off very. What's the best word to use it? It just came very, off very distasteful. It was very, very distasteful. It was very distasteful. It was very crass. And I mean, I just looked at it and I was just like, this, this just came out wrong. I mean, I and you know, articles are saying that he was joking about it, but. My my whole thing of it was it was just while that was the case if that was the case I still did not hear anything positive about Ron when he was there it still seemed like you just threw him under the bus yeah and I and you know what and I, you know what and if someone says it was joking I'm gonna call BS on it because I don't believe that because why first of all it's not the appropriate time to joke about that and second of all that these the, the people this particular person that had the nerve to complain 
has no beef because that person's been on my screen. And, and like you, I love the character and I love the actor and I adore him. But I just have, it irks me that the people that have no right to complain, you know what? He's had screen time for two decades. Where is, where did he, and that, and if he, and I, I, this is just me saying it. If he had issue with the story that took place last fall, then he needs to get over it because that was some of the best material that how Alla Wedding and the AJ and the whole thing. Oh that my was some God. of the best yeah. material that was that was penned and, and Chad got an Emmy for it. You know? So I loved Hollow uh, Wedding. I love those episodes. I told Ron those were some of my favorites from two thousand fourteen when I saw him. It was it was really episodes that I just kept rewinding and watching because they were just that riveting. This was some of the best stuff that Chad Duell had on that show. Ever that show this i mean honestly it was a long time coming to wait for this reveal but it was worth it once i saw those episodes it was great it was fantastic i I, and as you said chad got the emmy for that material it was it was great he did a fantastic job so i cannot say enough about it and if you're turning if you're basically brown nosing that material there's something wrong with you go back and watch it because that was really really great stuff I, I mean, for both actors involved, I, I loved it. God bless you, Ke- Kelly Monaco. What a classy broad that that chick is. I, as any, I never use the word Bay, but she's Bay. I, I mean, literally, with her her comments about Ron, classy, very classy. Yeah, I because it. and it was tr- and it was truth. And and the thing is, and like I say, hey, no actor, I'm sure, no matter what regime it is, is going to like everything that was is, has been written for them. But it would just left a bad taste in my mouth. If not for this duo, you they would, none of them would have a job right now. I I I mean it's just it's just way too fresh for this to even be said at, at this point at this moment. You know, there's a lot of people with opinions about it. Uh, you know, it, it, some feel that it, it, as we said, it was very disgraceful. It's very distasteful for them to be saying this. But as for me, I'm like, you're, he's really not right out the door yet and you're right now basically saying this now and yes there are going to be instances where actors do not like stories that have been written while they're there that's normal you expect it but really just to basically just completely throw them under the bus overall that makes no sense to me especially since you were praising him when he first came in so, and that's the thing about Twitter. That's the lovely thing about social media, because it was the same thing with Tony. These people, have, you know, with social media, we can throw their previous words right back in their face because they a lied at some point or they're hypocrites or whatever. And it's like, even like, and I'll say the same thing I said about Tony's interview. Even if everything is a hundred percent true, you don't have to say it. You, it. Just because you have a platform doesn't mean you have to use it. It just rubbed me, and, and I'm in no position like you. I mean, like you said, the Denise Demutrio stuff should should have died like three months ago. It, it, take the silly wig off. I mean, everybody's running around that doesn't know she's Ava. They, it makes them all look stupid, but that's still beside the point. Right. Right. I mean, honestly, I <laughs> social media is a is a terrible thing <laughs> because trust me. <laughs> They it's a double-edged will, sword, social media. It's good in ways and it's bad. And <laughs> they'll definitely remember what you said. And mm-hmm. they will, And as we've seen, they screenshot it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they, yep. 
They will throw it right back at you. If you say something in the opposite way of what you said it months ago, if not years ago, they will basically come right in into the fold and show you out. And I, I just sit there and I'm going like, mm, 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 mm. But I, I'm like you. As far as Days of Our Lives, I, I, I can't, I'm thrilled about Stephen Nichols being on contract. I hope. I mean, I know that there's going to be this murder mystery, and some possibly past and, and present people may die. And I hope one. I'm hoping they're not bringing Peter Ruckel back only to kill him off, because that would just kill me. I'd rather just have him being in parts unknown. But I someone cannot wait. Uh, someone else said that, and I just sat there. I was like, they really brought him back just to kill him. That would make me sick. Yeah, that, that that would do more harm than good. I mean, you know, there's a there's a list of people, you know, uh, hopefully there's no Will fans on the audience, but he can die, um, Paige. There's many, many people that can go. Uh, we already, we already said Paige. Yes, we, we covered that a little bit. Um, I have one more caller for you, Navelle, and I'm going to let, let Carrie stay on because um, I know she knows another show party lady here. Candace, are you there? Yo, what's up? Oh, Lord. Hi. <laughs> She's got something to say. I know it. I I actually do. I actually agree with you guys about like Mara West. She's too damn talented to be in a storyline like this. Like to me, I feel as though her talent is being wasted, mm-hmm. and that's not a good thing. I mean, yeah, they wrote Ava in a corner. Okay, it happens, but you're gonna go ahead and she's gonna come back with, like you said, that awful wig, that awful accent, those Lee press on nails. A uh, rub on tattoo. Like, come on now. Really? <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. Like, I, like, I, I, you, you guys know me. I will give a show credit to a degree, but this is taking it too, too far. It's like, what do you think? We're stupid. And then not only that, I feel like I want to give Mara West the biggest hug because I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I know it's your job. I know it's your job. But I feel your pain, too. I just, I don't really get, like, we said this on, on the show yesterday. It's like, it's it's taking too long. Like, you know, maybe one or two months at the most. But now it's like it's going on for a couple of months. And then you have other people knowing about it. Like, mm-hmm. this is the mm-hmm. second biggest secret in Port Charles. The first being everybody, about what, seven people knowing that Jake is really Jason. You know, that storyline should be wrapping up. Actually, it should have been wrapped up. Yeah, right. But it's oh, like, yeah. you know, they don't, to me, General Hospital is at that point where it's like they they're really are stuck, if you really think about it. And you, you wonder, know? and what I wonder is if, are they going to go so far in the, like, will they tweak what's going on, or are they just going to get an eraser and have a clean slate? I can't wait to see what they're going to, and hey, you know what, they're they cheeky. may scrap things they're we love. Apparently, they're going to be tweaking the scripts that Ron had already wrote first before, you know, they'll do their own fresh ideas. But apparently, they're going to go in and they're going to start tweaking a lot of his stuff from what I heard. So, mm-hmm. Well, I hope they kind of redeem Liz a little bit because I'm like... They're going to need to. I mean, unfortunately... Very that's, hopeful. That's, that's, that's really the only option at this point, I feel like. Either she hits her knees and begs to Jesus to save her from his lie because this is terrible. They're gonna have. To, they really have no other option. Yeah. They have to redeem yeah. this girl. I mean, if they, if you yeah. want, if the fan, if the fans want to continue to like Liz and support Liz, they're gonna have to basically work their asses off to redeem this girl. And it, it's, I, 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 she's gotten so far off the road. I, I don't know. Um, 
and then my other comment too was, so when did Brad get married? And to whom? Yeah, exactly. That was totally off screen. Like, they let, we didn't even know. They told us three weeks ago he was married, and they literally dropped the story. We we still don't know if it's man, woman, in between. We don't know. It's the it's the lady at the mop at at Sunny's meeting. It was that lady. Well, that. It's probably, it's probably a woman. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm sure it was. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, uh, like right now, General Hospital. I love General Hospital. They but, always drug do that. Stuff. But they they do have pointless storylines going on right now. Like, no offense, I don't care if Brad is married or not. Like, yeah, I, don't I, I really either. don't. I, well, I, I would if they have, if they told us the next and, step. Um, you know, well, yeah. My girl Sonya Eddy back. Like, I want I want to see more of that action happen. Like, mm-hmm. and they drop that too. Like, they only come up once in a while. It's like, oh, okay. I want to see Lucy Cole. That's who I want to see. And see, and that was my other thing about Ron. Like, Ron, like I said, I thank Ron for literally saving that show because that show, let's be honest, was heading in that direction of Another World, Passions, Santa Barbara, Ryan's Hope, you know. And Ron turned the show, along with Frank, too, and other people around. They brought back the nurses' ball. They brought back families. They brought... That characters that we, you know, love. The thing is, is that once they brought these characters back, he didn't know what to do. Like Lucy, like Felicia, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would like to, instead of bringing new characters and signing them on for four years. Oh, fastball down the middle. They should, <laughs> you know, invest back into, I want to know what's going on with the whole Bobby, Scotty, Lucy storyline. I want to know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I care about that than no offense to Rebecca Budding, but I don't care about Hayden, unless you make her Sarah Weber. Yep. If you're going to bring somebody like that on an income to that deal, then you make them a, a staple of the show, because what does Hayden need to stick around for four years for? I really was hoping that that was what they were hiring her for when she was joining the show. I was hoping that they were going to hire her as Sarah Weber, but unfortunately that was not the case. Uh, it was more, it would have had more of a familiar tie to the show if she were Sarah Weber, but unfortunately that did not happen. Um, and uh, and that's just what you're saying. I, I would like to see what's going on with Lucy and Scotty and Bobby too, but unfortunately that's happening off screen. So you'll find out what's happening the next time they're on screen about what they were doing off screen. So. All right, 2020. All right, got it. Thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought 2017, I was a little more optimistic than you. That's what I like about Days. That's the one thing I like about Days when they bring new quote-unquote characters on. They actually just saw-ass kids we've known, like like the the, the Kyriakis boys or um, Teresa. So they're new, but they're not new. We already, even though we haven't seen them since they were babies, we have connection to their family. So we automatically are going to like them, or, or at least we're predisposed to. Sure, sure. Makes sense. I do. I'm actually looking for, I'm actually hoping that with Days Realized with the 50th, I mean, Obviously, there's going to be a murder mystery a la How Loving did it. Now that I think about it, if they're going to do it like that, okay, I get it. But I hope they don't. It's not a big letdown. You know, like, I, I, I get it. It's hyped up, you know, to be 
a great time, you know, and we fans appreciate people coming back, but I just don't want it to be all hyped up and then have the biggest letdown. Like you said, the rumors about Bo being killed off, you know, like, don't do that. Like, why would you you do something like that? Hopefully that's wrong. I agree. I don't. I honestly, I'm. I, I really hope they just didn't bring him back just to kill him. That would. That, yeah, that would. That would be bad for them if they were to do that. Yeah, that because would, you could just leave him wherever he is, and then at some point in time, if he ever decides to come back, he's there. Mm-hmm. You would piss off a lot of fans if you killed him off. Especially oh yeah. A lot of fans wanted him back in the first place, and now you're bringing him back just to kill him. Yeah, the fans will not like you for that. So no, you, you know, like I said, there's a few other ones you could probably dispose of, but he's not one of them. I and like you said, I think Candace, we talked about this. I mean, I think the the reboot in 2012 was good, but then there was a letdown. I hope Corday learned his lesson from that and learned how to sustain it better than you know what he did. In, what was it, 2012, when Donna Molina first came back and Carrie Austin and yes, all them? Yes, yes. It started off strong, but then, uh, it, uh, again, it got lost on, on the way, so. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there seems to be stories. I mean, Chad and Abby are taking off. You, they've got some potential for some strong storylines going forward, so we'll see. It's funny you mentioned Chad and Abby because, yeah, there's a lot of people that love Chad and Abby right now. I like Billy Flynn and Kate Mandy together. So that is one of the things that, I have been liking about Dave. So. I'm in the minority. Everybody, on, I mean, they are so hugely popular. I'm in the minority. I don't care for them. And I don't, I, There's something about the Abby character or Ronna DeMera men. She drives me nuts. <laughs> I don't like them either. I don't like Chad. The second he came on, back, even back on the show, I wasn't even really a long-time Dave viewer, and I was like, I don't like Chad. He's manipulative. I don't like him. I don't like I him. I liked Ben, too, but I can't even stand. Actually, I liked Sarah with Ben. Now I can't stand any the three of them. I want them all to go. I love Ben, but see, I haven't watched him in months, and now I've heard a bunch of stuff that Ben's been doing that hasn't been. And Billy, he's got know, Billy Bob in his ear. Good. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what to think now. Because it's been so long since I've watched it. Yeah. It's been <laughs> epically long. It's been epically long. I can't keep up with two soaps. I tried, y'all. I really did. I tried. <laughs> it's hard. It's too hard. Try, try, when, try, when yeah, well, yeah, four, work, four, four can be tricky too. Stuff, yeah, yeah. I don't know how you you do four. I mean, little like I try to do two, and I couldn't even do two. So doing four, I'm like, you must be Superwoman or something, because I don't got it. No, <laughs> sometimes I get by I mean, right, you know, binge watch and then the DVR, obviously. But that's how I have to do it. Been watching on the weekends when I'm done work. That's pretty yep. much it. I I haven't seen the other two. I haven't seen B and B. I can't wait to watch that. I want to see what happens oh, with that. Oh my god, B and B was amazing today. Oh, was it? Oh, I gotta see so it today. Good. So good, Emmy Award winning performance, bold and beautiful, 2016. Oh, it's getting better now. It's getting better. Oh, it's, now. It's, it's, it's been good for a while. You guys were like, it's, oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Last year, so yeah, but B and B has been the best show. I'll tell you, that's the best show right now on for oh. for many months oh. now. Out of the four, B&B is where it's at, let me tell you. Yep. Uh, how amazing is that little Rain Edwards? Let me tell you, Rain Edwards oh. is great as Nicole. Her she and Carla is so – they're great as on-screen on uh, on sisters. It's just amazing to watch them perform. And if, trust me, watch today. Watch today, Carrie, because it's just 
you will be so it, you'll be so mad when it's over because you'll be sitting there going like that's it. I have to wait well, till you tomorrow. know, I say it all the time. I wish the I wish they and the other ones could switch, and they could be the hour show, and the other soap could be the half hour show. Then we'd be I, great. I I I'm still speechless about today's show because that was the first thing I did when I came home from work. Is when people say that Bold and Beautiful is the soap to watch, it's like must see TV, especially because of what's going on the current storyline. But everybody each. Each actor on that show is giving it to you. Like, they're, you can tell they're enjoying it, too. They really they're, are. No, they I mean, really are. And shout out to me curious, and I don't even watch B&B, so oh, I can get an hour. Huge press. Half an hour. Huge huh? press. Huge. They're getting huge press for that story. And that's you why... USA Today, USA Today. Entertainment Weekly, EntertainmentWeekly.com. Literally gave them a a great a great article talking about what was going on. This was the you know first transgender you know situation. Everybody is on Fox News, which you know, eh. but <laughs> Fox <laughs> News? Are you kidding me? Yeah, Fox News, USA Today, um, Entertainment Weekly, Washington Post, New York Times, CBS, ABC. I mean, you would actually. Sometimes it's it's like wait a minute they're talking about a soap opera, like you have to step back and be like wait a right, minute right, I thought right. soap operas died, I thought nobody cared about not even about that it. not even that I I I thought that like you know these 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 articles these news uh, these news journalists look at soaps in such a derogatory way they would never want to talk about them unless they want to talk about how the Vine Girls ruined the red carpet last year to a point where... Oh, Did you have to say that? Well, it was the best comparison to come up with. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, but seeing them, seeing USA Today, especially after it aired when it was revealed that Maya was born a boy, as Maya, mm-hmm. and they kept... They kept that secret. That did not get revealed until after it aired in the West Coast. And they had an article with Carla Mosley and Jacob Young and Brad Bell about that story that came out that Wednesday afternoon. And I was just like, what? USA Today is talking about this in a positive way. That, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. And I remember thinking when this, because like I'm sure all of us, we, we had no whiff of this, but when, when they said what it was the Wednesday, because then there was a two days off, for, I forgot what golf or what something was on, basketball, they ended up on a Wednesday. Basketball, March Madness. Oh, that's right. And from that day forward, I've been, I looked at this very critically and I, and I was waiting for them, not that I wanted it to happen, but I was waiting to see, because I guess I was jaded from their sister, so, and I waited for the misstep in the dialogue and in the act, it never happened. They, they hit a grand slam with every syllable of every aspect of this story. I, I can't believe how flawless he, he wrote it. I agree. And I and honestly, I felt the same way you did. Because when it was, when we saw it, I literally did say the same thing. I was like, I really hope they do this story right. I don't want them to miss that. I don't want them to do this to where it's going to offend people. And they really, really did their homework. They really made sure that they carefully mastered that story. And I couldn't be more happier for them. And, Especially- and the one villain they made was Bill Spencer in the, th- in the thing, and it made perfect sense for him to be the villain because of Absolutely. what he does. But, but then even the other day when he had to apologize, I mean, I, I just see everything he does up anyway. I just love him anyway. But 
even when he had to apologize. Jealous. I mean, like I said, like, I, I say this all the time on Soul Party. If you're not watching Bold and the Beautiful, you need to watch it now. Like, it, it's, it, it could take, it's a soap. It is a throwback to traditional soap telling. They know how to keep a secret. Because oh. so far, they, I mean, that's been a secret. Allie's death has been a secret. What's next? Oh, God. Do we have to talk about that? Oh, my God. Oh, that, that they're gonna bring up everything. You said the soap party four one one girls. They know everything. They, <laughs> I, I, let me tell you. Let me let me stop you right there about Allie's death. First of all, Ash, Ashlyn Pierce, we love you. You were a phenomenal actress on the show, but I think she kind of gave it away before it aired because I think they were a day behind. So she went on Twitter and said, uh, please watch and support the show because this was a hard day for me. So I was watching it, but she didn't die yet until the next episode. So I was kind of like, what's going to, is she, is she getting killed off? And then lo and behold, the next episode aired and she got killed off. So I was kind of like, in my head, we kind of, I, I kind of knew something was going to happen. And I was like, oh, please tell me that I'm killing her. If there's any justice, she'll get the Emmy this year for younger actress. If there's any justice, oh, because... Please let her get this. I mean, like you said, Novell, it was you was like shocked. When's the last time the soap did that? And they did it to us twice in the last six months. Twice, yes, without saying a word. Twice, and I literally told Patrick Mulcahy, "Dude, you officially sent me to my grave because of what just happened to Allie right now." And he was like. Don't worry, I'll, I'll make sure you get resuscitated back to life. And I was like, well, you better do it before one thirty tomorrow because I need to be awake to watch the next episode. So I, I literally just could not believe what happened that they killed her off. I could not believe it. I just, I just sat here going like, first the Myron Maya story and now this. What are you going to do to me now? To a point where I'm just basically going, you know what, I'm just going to throw the TV out the window. <laughs> I and then to, have, then to have Steffi in the mix and kind of have a you know bring up the whole Taylor and uh, and the floating head thing. Hey, that that was eerie by basically having her die the same place Darla did. Yes. <laughs> and that you know, was eerie. What was even eerie when they mentioned it? You know, like when they said they were on the same road as her mother. You know, death. And I'm like, oh shoot, something's about to happen. Like you, you could feel it. And mm-hmm. darn it music department for putting some eerie, scary music on, because I'm like, oh, my God, something's about to happen. And then when it happened, and then, you know, the slow-mo, when the, the paramedic shakes his head and everything, I was like, no! I, I literally I just... floor. I literally dropped, I dropped my jaw. I mean, no other soap so far has made me do that within the last year, except for probably Hallow Wedding, but on General Hospital, but... <laughs> <laughs> that really that really left me speechless because I really did not know how to respond to that. I, I literally was stunned. I You mean the plane wait. crash didn't do that for you in February? In Genoa City or wherever the hell they were? Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> um, about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I got in trouble for talking about this mainly from the Lane fans because I'm not very nice about Kane and Lily at all. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Oh, I, I, I love them, but they're never on. I, when's the last, they're never on. I, I get so much flack about talking about Kane and Lily, and I'm not, I'm not a fan of them. I'm team Kane all the way. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I actually said when the plane crashed, I said, I hope they don't find her. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder why you got it. No wonder. <laughs> Gee, that sounds like somebody else I know who says something about that. I did. I even did an interview with them on my show, and I was like, they didn't find you, did they? <laughs> I said, I'm sorry, Crystal. I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> I hope they didn't find you. <laughs> That's bad. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I have nothing to say because I'm, I'm going to be a good listener. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going li- to listen to this conversation and not say anything because I want to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Why? Now, 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 if you said Why? they didn't help you, you wish they didn't find Sage, I would have been with you. Right? Oh, well, yeah. I actually yeah. will agree with you on that, too. And I love Kelly Sullivan, but Sage is just, you know. You, you She's can't. pointless. I mean, yeah, me too. I like Kelly Sullivan, but I'm like, mm, yeah, she needs to go. <laughs> it she is can't. nothing. It's nothing yeah. against the actress at all. It's just the character is just, I just don't. Pointless. Pointless. Right Pointless. Say it, she say served it. her purpose. She brought, she ushered in Adam. She did her purpose and she should have been gone. She can't. She got knocked up and she's marrying a Newman. Oh, please. Yeah, the minute he finds out that she knew who Adam was, he's going to drop her like a bad habit and run back to his his love, Sharon. We know this. Oh, oh, we already know that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's coming. And, you know, Dylan and Sharon are nice, but I, even the other day when they were fixing the crib, I'm like, there's something about Sharon and Nick. They still have it. Yeah, they touched hands. Oh. And then the magic, Faith, the spark. Faith, that little Faith is so cute. I like her. Oh, she, she's going to be a great Dolly Parton. <laughs> Go, girl. Okay. All right. Get a girl. Get a girl. Get a girl. <laughs> I'm just, Like, it. Oh, by the way, Navelle, happy belated birthday. I wanted to say that so everybody knows Navelle is officially old now. Thank you. Oh, don't say that. Yeah, and she's saying that because she will be turning my age in a few months. So I am in October, so I guess I'm old too, Candace. Thanks. Oh, great. That means that without Kathy on the phone, I'm the oldest. That's right. <laughs> don't worry. It's- it Don't is worry. not that bad. It is. It not. really isn't. It it's is just, actually pretty. It's treating me very well so far, so I can't really so, say too much. Oh, uh, you're still wet behind your ears. You'll, you'll, you know. I'm told I'm, I'm, told I'm still a puppy. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's interesting because I really want it. Now we're getting into what sweeps again. You know, fall sweeps fall. Do you think by oh, well, Bo and the Beautiful? I'm not even worried about because Bo and the Beautiful. Sure. But do you? I mean, do you think the three remaining shows have what it takes to bring the wow factor? Like, I feel as though these shows should be looking at Bo and the Beautiful right now because Bo and the Beautiful is your traditional story right now. I mean, it, it's giving people various storylines that's not you know, fake, quote-unquote fake, they're giving you a shock value, 
Mm-hmm. They're giving you romance, mm-hmm. and yeah, they they're beating around the bush with, again, phony stuff. Do you think, like, with Days of Our Lives, we know that people are coming back. With General Hospital, of course, starting, what, today was the new writers, and with yeah. Young and the Restless, Lord Jesus, with Young and the Restless, I mean, do you think these shows can can do what Bold and Beautiful is doing now? They like, can. They can. It's just the it's just the question of are they capable of doing it? Are they strong enough to do that? Um, I mean, look, why not? I know we all have our issues with with that show. I honestly feel like it's getting better. I'll be real with you. I think it's getting better. I, I I'm I'm literally sitting here actually watching every day now. So that must count for something. Well, see, that's the thing with YNR. I think they have a full, I think they have a, a more kind of confident attitude because they do have the numbers. So of the four of them, they probably feel like they have the leeway because no matter what, that the YNR fan base is loyal. They come no matter what. I mean, five million viewers strong every week. And they also, I think, with that show, they still have those core characters that they use every day. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things where they know okay. that if you watch the show, you still have familiarity with it. You still have Victor and Jack. You still have Nikki Newman. You still have Neil. You still have all. You you pretty much have everybody that's been a part of the show for the past twenty, twenty five years. That's still a part of this program. So I think that's really why we see a lot of viewers still watching the show because they're not they're still here they haven't gone anywhere and i think that's a huge plus for that show honestly for me it is i mean i still wouldn't watch it if there were a certain actress that wasn't on the show anymore i can tell you that up front i would stop watching if she were fired tomorrow um so i'm just saying but you already know who that is so i don't really have to tell you but Chuck Pratt is known for sensationalism. I don't see why he can't do anything to a point where it would have the wow factor on that show, if anything. So I don't, I don't get it. I, I thought that he was the king behind doing that kind of stuff with stunts. So they wow me, and they wow me in the opposite direction. Like sometimes I sit there and shake my head and go, "Wow, what am I watching?" They wow me in that way. There were, you know, there were a few things, like you said, that, you know, it's funny. I'm not even an Adam Newman fan, but when I'm watching a show for Adam, I mean, obviously, Kane and Lily, yeah, that goes without saying. But when I'm watching a show for Adam and Chelsea, and I'm not even particularly an Adam fan, something's wrong. I love Chelsea and Adam. Justin Hartley came in. I, I love Justin Hartley's portrayal of Adam on that show. He's what the best a, recast of the three, and actually, I, I, I'm gonna get, I'll probably get killed for this. I'd venture to say he's better than the one that he preceded. I mean, no, you won't. No, you won't. I mean. no, you won't, because there's a lot of people that feel the same way. Trust me. You're, mm-hmm. you're fine. You're fine. You're good. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> there's probably people right now that are clapping. So. <laughs> and, and I had no previous, like, I didn't watch him on any other show, so I didn't have, like, a pre, a, 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 an opinion of him one way or another. So I came in it with, you know, just a clean slate, and I'm like, wow, he's good. This is good, and he's got... You know, and obviously I know they're very close in real life, so they have a chemistry about them. Mm-hmm. I think he and Gina Tagnoni were the best recast for that show. Mm-hmm. They really were. I, I I can't really say enough 
about those two coming into the show, him taking over Adam, her taking over Phyllis. They were perfect hires. She was actually my choice to take on Phyllis when they were announcing a recast. And people were like, she's too young. I was like, really? They de-aged Kate Howard. So you really think they won't de-age Phyllis? So I'm just saying. Yeah, my front runner at the time was Kelly Sullivan. I thought she would have been a good choice, too. And obviously they thought so, too, because they created Possibly and Rosemary for her. But, yeah. <laughs> you, will never, you will never let her... You will never let that go. You want her gone so bad. <laughs> no, and, and I feel bad because, like you said, I feel bad. I like the actor. The same thing, I mean, I felt Michael Easton, what a class act. The way talk, when we talked about before, that's how you leave a show, with class and dignity. I feel bad, but I don't want to see Silas back because he was probably two years too long as it was. But Michael Easton, I can't say enough good things about. He's a total class act. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like Michael Easton. Um you know, I was not a fan of the Silas character, but I liked Michael Easton. Yeah. So I I expected nothing but class and professionalism from him about about everything. So it really didn't surprise me. Um, you know, obviously we'll probably be seeing him somewhere else down the line. But yeah. right on Days of Our Lives. Yep. What was he the, really what think, was the only, you really, he was you only really on there for half a minute though, wasn't he? I mean I was gonna say, I was like, why would they bring him back as Tanner? I don't think many people will remember him. No, well, I, I, mean, I barely do. I mean, I barely, barely, like, barely remember him. But at the same time, we got, I mean, the way I see it is, is that, all right, you have one of a, a popular actor, okay? He was let go. It's sort of like how General Hospital and Younger Russell's have yeah, that Yeah, but trade don't forget, home. Candace. they did the, look, I mean, and, I, and, I, and his, she, she's the female class actor, Melissa Archer, the way her exit interview was. But look, that you can have a popular actor, but look what they did with the character of Serena. Okay. Melissa. <laughs> you really want me to go there with Melissa Archer? Uh, On days, uh, you really want me to go there? This is not the time and place for it. You haven't talked about the elephant for a couple of days, have you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Look, I love Melissa Archer. Like, everybody knows this. Like, you know, I, I just love her. And I think that her being on Days of Our Lives, to me, was not a good choice. I think she would have done better if she was to go on, like, Bold and the Beautiful or Young and the Rossless. I'm not even going to blame her. I'm going to blame the idiotic story. I mean, I'm going to say that word again. The elephant Idiotic storytelling? Story mm-hmm. Yep. The story was bad. That's it all was bad. I mean, it was bad. There's no other words for it. It was bad. Yeah, really. <laughs> and, I mean, and, and then you have, I think, I, and it's like, and yet you have Teresa generally was made to play Teresa. I cannot, I mean, I could stay here all day and talk about how great she is for that role. I love her in that role. I mean, it, it, it suits that, it suits her. I mean, she mm-hmm. plays that perfectly. And when she first came on and I watched her at Teresa, so I was like, you finally found your niche. <laughs> here, here it is. Here it is, girl. Take it and run with it, and you have. So I, I, I couldn't be, I couldn't be more happy for her. I'm so glad that she's playing that part because I honestly don't think anybody else could do it. No, I mean, yeah. she has the best. Bit, when she has to do a bitch face, I mean, she just does it like no one else. And then the chemistry she has with the lady that plays Anne, they're comical. Oh my God, Meredith, Meredith Scott Lynn is 
such a joy. I love this woman. She's one of the nicest people that you'll ever meet. But man, when she play, when she's on screen as Anne Hillbauer, I'm like, you are such a bitch, and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love Anne Hillbauer. I really do. She, she really brings it to the table with that character and her mm-hmm. and and Jen Lilly together it's just it's just classic it's just classic show so i can't that's why it's my favorite thing to watch on me yeah i think i think that's another reason to watch the show is for them to alone i mean seriously they have some of the best lines mm-hmm. together they really do and they finally have nicole talking to human beings instead of wall so that's a step in the right direction oh she's finally stopped talking to herself Oh my yeah. god! It was it, it was ridiculous how they'd have her three times a week in that office talking to a wall. I'm like, okay, come on, this is a bit much. Yep. Yeah. I I just um. Now she's uh, having a cat fight with Chloe, which that's another thing. They brought her back for two days. That was what did they bring her back just to have a cat fight with Nicole? Well, she's <laughs> supposed to come back later, supposedly, with to usher Philip. You know the whole ordeal of Philip, which I think. I don't. I mean, I'm kind of hoping that Nadia gets a contract because I do want to see the next generation. I do with Days or Lives. I want to see Sean and Belle, you know, raise their kid. I want to see Chloe and Philip. I want to see. Shoot, if they can bring back Mimi. I'll be okay with no, that. Oh, they can. <laughs> I was, you know, I was. I mean, I know why you said that. But I kind of want it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that, that and it can happen with another actress. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that would be interesting if if that happened. That you know, but I know it won't. But it would be interesting. I'll be like, ooh, tune into this. <laughs> like, but I don't know. Like, I really it, hope they are alive. Liz Hedgerson can play Mimi. I didn't go there. They give Liz (laughs) Hedgerson that role. I could see her do it. Mm. I I, I even forgot. Where where did did Mimi go? I even forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really care. She's not not on the screen anymore, so that shows you how much I really care about her. (laughs) 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 That's so wrong. (laughs) <laughs> it's either that or the Gemini twins. Oh please no! Thank you. The Gem- oh the alien twins. Oh, Cassian. Really? What was the name? Cassian Rex. Please. Cassian Rex. I'm still mad at that storyline. <laughs> I swear I blocked it out. I I didn't know what was going on when that story started. To be honest with you, but I liked Rex after a while. Although I was cheering that Cassie was killed in that pinata. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was cheering when she came out of that pinata all bloody and everything, and she was tore up from the floor up by being stabbed <laughs> all over the place. I was cheering. I was so happy. I, I, I and when she came back alive, I was like, why'd you bring her back alive? She could have stayed dead. But <laughs> I, I, I was, I was very happy. Cassie met her maker then, but that's so I, wrong. That's not nice. That's not that nice. is me. That is me being nice. But, <laughs> <laughs> but well, they, they, didn't they end up being Kate and Roman's twins? How I don't know, but wasn't that? Didn't... See what happened was I'm gonna break it down to y'all real fast. 
Um, Everybody got to get their science book? Okay. So what happened was the egg, the egg and the sperm, right, got taken out of Kate and put into a science lab to create the twins. I kid you not, this is actually I think, how the story went. No, that and is how the story went, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. That's all I remember. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you know what? I have to rethink how stupid I thought Melina being possessed by the devil is. That still was the best storyline ever. I'm telling you. Mm. That was how the story went. Uh, Kate's Kate's egg and Roman sperm was taken from them, and Andre kind of did whatever they did with mm-hmm. it, and then mm-hmm. scrambled it. Yeah. And then here come Cassie and, and Rex. Even though they first thought it was Marlena and Roman's, but it was actually was not Marlena and Roman's kid. It was Kate and Roman's kid. So. <laughs> Yeah, they had to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you guys thought One Life to Live was trippy when they did the Underground City. Y'all thought that was a trippy storyline. <laughs> oh, that I wasn't. I was only four years old when that was on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good about quiet. <laughs> I was. I was, only, I was oh, seven. Look, I'll be honest. I was seven when that storyline came out, but I thought but I didn't watch. I didn't watch One Life to Live then yet. I didn't start watching it until after Fiona Hutchinson left the first time. So I, I never got to see her as Gabrielle Medina <gasps> after she came back. I started watching the show when Marty the Party Girl was on. So <sighs> I started watching around the time Megan died. Aww. You know that's how we just went all off right there. <laughs> like oh, like oh, Megan. I, I mean, that was a very sad storyline. I mean, it, it was, it was. I, I loved Megan, and just to see that character just die the way that it happened, I just that was that was terrible for me as a, as yeah. a kid. I, I really was. It was very upsetting, but it was a really good story. But um, that was the first. That was the first time I saw really one life to live on a consistent oh. basis, and then. You know, off and on, I was watching it, and obviously I watched when Marty was raped, not really paying attention to the fact that the that the ABC announcer at the time said at the beginning with the One Life to Live graphic that there's going to be graphic material in the episode. <laughs> yeah. that That is what happened. I was like, really? Is this the year of people getting raped? Because as the world turns, just had yep. one in August where Margot got raped, and Dan right. Regent said the same thing at the beginning of the show. Dan Regent came in and said, portions of this show are, you know, showcasing Don't. graphic depiction. Viewer discretion is advised. And then I'm watching, I'm watching Margot get raped in that truck, and I'm just like, why am I watching this? <laughs> when TV, when Soaps was, like, really pushing the envelope, that's when you knew that something was up with a soap. When you have a a a public announcement before the show starts telling you due to mature, you know, graphics and stuff, you don't get that anymore. I'm sorry, but, you know, before HBO was HBO and Cinemax and Showtime, this was going on daytime. It it blows my mind now that you you said that, Novell, about as well times, because I actually remember thinking, why are they saying this? Like, what graphics? Like, what, what, and it's been a, a lot of Lifetime movies, too. Yeah, That's why right. I don't like Lifetime, by the way. But with so. One Life to Live, when Marty was great, <laughs> oh, my God, about, like, Bold and Beautiful, like, how Bold and Beautiful is right now. Like, 
with One Life to Live with Marty's Rape, I don't think anybody, I think now, looking back at it, you kind of, like, think, wow, you know, that happened. Like, wait, that that wasn't cable. It wasn't, you know. Well, really, uh, I just think about it with that one. I mean, that one was intense as well as Margaret's, but the one that really stuck out to a point where that was actually on regular broadcast television was Eden's Rape on Santa Barbara. 1988. That was rough to watch because I never saw that when it initially happened. I watched it. I'm putting myself in the spot here. Maybe about maybe about five six years ago, when I went ahead and started searching Santa Barbara clips, and there was someone on my Facebook, Greg, a huge Santa Barbara fan, and we were talking about Ian's rape, and I was like, I never seen it, and he told me to watch it and how graphic it was because he he posted on Daytime Royalty that it was this day that when it aired, and I watched it, I literally could not get over how graphic that was. That was very graphic. It, it, it's something that literally should have been on cable at the time. Or if you think about it now, that's probably where it would have ended up for a rape scene. Okay, and it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't even just a rape. I mean, the, the dude literally attacked her, like literally attacked her threw her all over the place and knocked the glass table on, like she, he punched the glass table to a point where it cut Eden in the face. So I, I just like, oh my God, that was just, that was really rough. And of course, Marcy Walker literally had to have a body double in those scenes because she was pregnant doing that mm-hmm. episode. Didn't she win an Emmy for that? She did, yes. Okay, thought so. But I, Santa, I, I, Santa I, could, I could not get over the fact that she did that while pregnant. I, I thought that was stressful, probably adding on to it while she was pregnant. But seriously, just to watch that alone was pretty, pretty intense. That was, that was Why do you think soaps are afraid to do stuff like that now? Like, you live, I think they're live. afraid of, like, you know, everybody crying racism, everybody crying that, that this is offensive, everybody crying something. You know, it's one of those things that I think about, as we were talking earlier about with Bold and the Beautiful, how they're doing the transgender storyline. You know, I think there are some soaps that really did not want to tackle a, a storyline of that kind of nature where it's not just a transgender. I'm talking about anything within the LGBT community. You know, mm-hmm. they, you know they don't, they don't, they kind of feel like they may not respond to that well and they may lose viewers because of it. I mean, Days of Our Lives have had two gay characters on for the better part of how many years now? Over five years with Will right. and Sonny. And, you know, Y&R had the gay character of Rafe when Yanni Gelman was on the show, but really that was never really explored. Yeah, that well lasted, what, about five minutes? He was on pretty much about five minutes. And, you know, Tom Beers came back to the show and, his yeah, character sure. was uh, announced as a gay man, but really they didn't do anything with it. You just announced that you basically announced that you were this, and that's it. Because I think you know, again, they were afraid of what possibly could happen from from that point. You know, General Hospital has it with with Lucas and and Brad, but really before then, did you really have anything? I mean, Lucas was announced gay, but he he pretty much was gone by that point. Yeah, we had, then he was banished to Seattle. That's it. That was this it. He was announced he was gay, and then all of a sudden he was gone. And then it was just like, that was it. That's all you had. I mean, all my children really 
set the bar for a lot of with the with the gay community because of Bianca with her character being a lesbian. And a, a lot of people were always going like, why do you, someone asked me like, do you, why do you think they feel like it was more accepting to watch Bianca as a lesbian, but yet if it was a guy, they wouldn't accept it. And I honestly did not know how to answer that. I mean, I, I really didn't. I mean, I honestly, I didn't really watch a lot of it when Ryan Phillippe was on One Life to Live when he yeah. played Billy. Yeah. But I heard that was huge too, especially when they did the AIDS quote episode. Yeah. Um, so I really did not get a chance to really see a lot of that stuff, but you really, I mean, I I don't know why, why that stigma is there. I mean, you really wouldn't think so, especially since it's like a huge acceptance now with, especially with all 50 states being able to marry, um, no matter what sexual orientation you are now. And, you know, you got the you got the feel of the first gay character in, in '88 with Hank on World Turns. You know, and mm-hmm. I think that was I think that was a big thing too. But I mean, again, there's just some things where I feel like they're I think they're afraid at times to try it because they're afraid of fan backlash. Yeah, the backlash exactly, and that's why you really have to applaud Brad Bell for what he did, stepping out there on the island, and you know, really, really going forward. I really have to applaud him for doing it. Well, I mean, I'm gonna even I'm gonna take it because before that it was on all my children with Zoe and Soft, you know, with that whole thing, Jeffrey Carson, you know, and then before that it was on the city, you know. Oh that's, yeah, the city. That's right. You know, that's where they first really introduced a transgender character, but they never mm, explored it the way that they're doing it now on Boy and the Beautiful. So sure. I'm giving credit to everybody who has, you know, took who took the first step and tried the second step, tried, and now Bradley Bell has just really incorporated this into the fabric of soap operas. Like, I give him credit for that, you know. But I just, I, you know, we're talking about, you know, transgender, obviously with Caitlyn Jenner, and you have, you know, the debates going on now. And I keep thinking, like, soap operas used to, back in the day, they were edgy. They were educational. You hearing this, Chuck Pratt? Um, you know, it made people think about the society that we lived in or open people's minds up to the society that we are living in. And now it's like they don't really do that. And it's kind of sad. You know? It, it was. It, it's definitely one of those where I agree. It was very... It was very educational because it did teach you something. I mean, especially when they did these types of storylines where it, where it deals with a character being raped, where it deals with alcoholism, where it deals with um, the LGBT community. They, they, there were instances where they made it an effort to teach people. I mean, case in point, I want, uh, uh, the, the character of Esther Bloom, I don't know if any of you watch Hollyoaks at all. But, I do. Oh, good. Uh, you know, it, I, I didn't know. I mean... It, but you know, we, we you know there are instances where uh, a few of us on Twitter watch it via the UK soap, and you know ho- I've I've watched Hollyoaks for probably about a few years now, and the, the character of Esther, Esther Bloom I love I love her Jasmine Franks does a, a wonderful job playing that, and she, you know her character is a lesbian on the show, but her character for the better part of a year was harassed at school, uh, very very much picked on um, yep. by 
But and uh, again, I I still cannot get over the fact they have a character named Sinead O'Connor, but but they do have a character by the name of Sinead O'Connor, uh, by Sinead O'Connor and Ruby, who I, I I was very happy she got hit by the car. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, she, she did. She we'll did. Talk later. She got hit by the car. I was very happy she got hit by the car because she treated Esther like a bitch. So, yeah, she did. Common was common. And, and, and the same thing happened with uh, Maddie or whatever her name was. Um, um, that was Maddie. Okay, Maddie. Maddie. Yes, Maddie. During yeah. the, when, when the bus accident happened, when uh, Rendrice and uh, Cindy got married. Oh, and, yeah. And they okay. and that crashed, and I was just like, "What type of final destination was this?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y'all need to see it on YouTube. Y'all gotta check it out on YouTube. You have got to watch it, especially they did the remix with the yelling goat with it when everybody was screaming. They added the goat into it, the yelling goat, and I was just, <laughs> I, I, I just like, I fell out. I was like, that was too good. That was awesome. Yeah. But seriously, I mean, she, even- she, she should have died after leaving the boy in the car, like leaving him to die. Same yeah, way. she she deserved it. Yeah, she should have got she should have got it. Yeah, she did, and she did, and I was like, "That's what you get," and I'm so glad you're dead. <laughs> I actually applauded. I actually clapped. I was like, "Yay!" And then I was like, "Oh shoot, some people are gonna be sad about this and mad." And I was like, "I don't care." Woo! <laughs> you don't you don't see my you don't follow my top line then because they were all happy she got she got off. <laughs> there was some people though. There was some people who was like. I can't believe they did that. And I'm like, really? I would have said the same thing. I was like, yo, you, we can't be friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I'm going to delete y'all for a little bit. <laughs> I was so glad that that was done for. But it, And then after that, it was just, it was even more rough for the character of, of Ruby. Uh, there's a lot of things that Hollyoaks tackles that I don't think that they would tackle here in the U.S. soaps. I mean, mm-hmm. with Ruby, with Ruby and her being bullied, she was bullied to a point where she wanted to commit suicide. She suicide. tried. She tried to commit suicide, and she didn't want to. didn't want to live anymore. And then you know there was a point where Ruby came into her hospital room and she mouthed the words "you miserable bitch," and to a point where Esther saw it. To and the doctors were trying to help her, and she tried to take the IVs out and everything. Like she just couldn't go on anymore. I think that was really one of the most poignant episodes. Or Jasmine Franks as Esther Bloom because it literally just focused primarily on this character on and what she had to go through every day at school around these people with Sinead and, and Ruby and everybody else. I mean, when the dude threw the E on her though, yeah, that 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 was rough. But you know what? His his. I want to counter you because like okay, Holland Oaks, Home and Away, you know, all that you know aren't in the states. So people, you need to watch those shows. It blows your mind. I keep thinking about another show that's mainly towards kids, but let's be honest, us adults watch it too. We grew up on it. Degrassi. Okay, yeah, now, yeah. D- Degrassi is, quote, unquote, a soap. I'm sorry, people. It is a soap before it got so really it cheesy. Before it, it got was. cheesy. It was, yeah. It was a soap. So I always compare, I mean, I, I compared, like, One Life to Live when I, One Life to Live was mainly focusing on Star, Langston, and all of them. And I did compare <laughs> it to Degrassi because I'm like, all right, 
Yeah, Star lost her virginity. We all watched Star grow up. We saw her become a teenage mom. Okay. Versus, you know, Darcy getting gang raped. You know, Paige, you know, driving the rape, uh, her attacker's car in the in the house. Yes. Yeah, you know, JT's death, which I still haven't gotten over, people. I have not gotten over JT's death. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I just I just sometimes be questioning, I'm like, why can't they do that on daytime? Like, you, you have all this great material. You have these great actors. You have these writers who have been around for 30-plus years who knows the rules of the game, who knows that times have changed. Why are you still acting afraid? Why, like, I get it. You don't want to piss somebody off, but take that chance. Like, that's that's why, like I said, that's why we all applaud Bo and the Beautiful and Bradley Bell. Bradley Bell, first and foremost, his father is freaking William J. Bell, point blank. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he is a man who who created a a legacy. Sadly, one of the shows is, you know, the I don't want to talk about it. But, I mean, he grew up with that to know what to do. And, of course, you know, he probably met Douglas Mahler and and read his ten rules of how not to screw up a show and, you know, earn a fill. And I I just don't understand why now, we're in 2015, why are these shows so afraid to take that risk? Like, like, Like you said, I know you don't want to screw anybody. You don't want to piss people off. But at the same time, don't keep these shows in a tiny little bubble. I think it's the PC police, and the networks are afraid of the I, PC police. I think that's what it is, too. I feel the same way. I think that's what it is. They, they micromanage way too much, these fans, sometimes to where they, you know, they, they don't like something. Because you got to remember, too, Twitter is just a small aspect of your audience that watches these shows. Uh, who's to say what what these people say offline? Because trust me, Facebook is a lot worse than Twitter sometimes. And even outside of Facebook and those that don't have those type of vehicles to talk about their shows, I mean, there's a possibility that those viewers that watch that don't have Internet that watch these shows, they're probably the worst when it comes to these kinds of things. They may be the ones that voice their opinions about them not liking anything that was going on. But I think, I think it's really what it is. I think they're just afraid that the fans will stop watching because it, it's going to offend them. And I'm just sitting here going like, if it offends them, they're still talking about it. I don't think they're, going to look, they're not going to look True. away. Uh, I mean, the one thing I say about the UK soaps is it's, they're soaps, but they're aired in primetime on a bigger budget. They're soaps in prime time with a bigger budget. So they're able to do a lot more with their stunts than they can over here. And, you know, the Hollyoaks train crash being one of them, as well as Emmerdale's helicopter crash that I watched a few days ago that happened last week. If you haven't watched the Emmerdale helicopter crash, watch that, because that was pretty damn good. I heard that was awesome. That was good soap. I mean... The fact that um, Pete and Debbie, and I swear to God, Debbie should have been the one that died. Uh, but <laughs> the, Wait, she uh, didn't die? She did not. <gasps> I was so mad that Debbie did not die. I was madder when Val died. 
Oh. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. They killed Val. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Cam's about, about to have a heart attack. Talking, talking about yourself because I didn't know that. Hold on. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I was, uh, Candace wasn't the only one because we were all sitting there going like, what do you mean they killed Val? Uh, why is Val dead? Why is Debbie still alive? Um, but I will say that Ross dying was not as upsetting, but I, I mean, I didn't want Ross to die, but I kind of understood why they killed him off. I mean, look, here, here's, here's how good soap goes. Debbie and Pete, two of the characters on Emmerdale, they're celebrating their marriage. They're celebrating being married. They're about to have their first dance. So they're putting on the the tape, I guess, to start their first dance to, but it turns out to be a tape of Debbie and Ross talking about their affair over the loudspeaker. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what you want to hear on your wedding day. So, <laughs> so the helicopter crash apparently happened because, oh, God, what was her name? She set fire to her husband's car. Um... What's that slut name? What is I was, was going to say the same word, but <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. It was in my head, too, but. It was another word I was going to say, but I realized we was on public radio. No. And, I, and that it, stopped it, us before? That, that, so this was she, really bad what I was going to say, but. um. Yeah, what was her name? Yeah, her. But yeah, she, yeah. she set fire to her husband's car. And because of the fact where the car was, it set off a, a missile that hit the helicopter. Now, mind you, the helicopter was a surprise for Debbie because Pete had that arranged for them to fly over the town. So in a beautiful ceremony. In a beautiful ceremony, they were supposed to fly in that helicopter. So the missile flies up and hits the helicopter. So the helicopter winds up flying into the building where the wedding is taking place while Pete is confronting Debbie about her affair with Ross and just literally everything just catapults from there and Ross died after a confrontation with Pete. He winds up basically punching him to death. Yeah, how a wedding what? <laughs> he, pun- he, punched- he literally punched him to death. Like once he got out, he finds Ross. They had a confrontation. And he literally punched him. Ross hits his head on the cement, and he starts punching him to death. And he he dies, and he literally puts him in the back of the car and just drives off. Drives off, yeah. Drives off. I was just like, I I don't think they're gonna find your body. <laughs> I was like, I got shaking my head. I was like, but but I... Val, but Val dying though. That was that was tough. That was tough. So basically. That 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 scene where she just basically just smoked a cigarette, just waiting for the glass shard to fall on her, it just like fell like on her while she was smoking a cigarette, talking and like just saying, "I'm Val, I am H I Val, I'm Val from the the foundation," and the shard just falls on her, and I'm just like that that just made me cringe because I was like, "Yeah, that 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 hurt me." That is not a way I would want to go. It's it's actually funny, like for those who don't know, like the only thing I could compare that probably scene to is Bold and the Beautiful when Macy was singing. I feel the earth move oh. under oh, and when the, the chandelier, chandelier fell on her head. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I have to head out, guys. It was great talking to you again, Navelle. Talk to you yeah. soon. Candace, right. I'll be seeing you around. All right. Bye, Carrie. Thanks for calling in. Okay, bye. I'm actually going to get ready to go, too, because I have to get up early. Once you're in your 30s, you have to go to sleep a little early. Mm-hmm. That's my I'm advice. It is a school night after all, so. I, I, I'm still on vacation, so I don't have to. Whatever. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, su- I'm surprised you ain't uh you didn't go to Cali, to California this weekend, this this coming weekend. I wanted to because, I, you know, Fan Club Weekend fell on my birthday, and that was really one of my primary reasons why I wanted to look at going, but unfortunately... Money-wise, it did not happen, so I was not going to be able to make it. I wish I did. Um, you periscope. I did periscope a lot of some of the stuff. Um, I guess, in a sense, I felt like being there, unquote. But, <laughs> but not really. Um, but there is always next year. I, 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 I said yeah. to people, I want to go to this. I really do. I want to go to GH Bank because I've been to YNR. Um, but I've never been to the GH Fan Club Week, and I want to go. So really? I really, wow. really want to go. Yeah. Never knew that about you. Never knew that. I haven't been to the Young and the Rockless one. I wanted to go to that one. That's why I'm hoping Periscope, somebody, please, 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 if you love us, please do it. <laughs> please. I will I will even give give you my firstborn, which is probably not going to happen, but, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> Just to do that, but yeah, General Hospital weekend—that that's an experience you must you must do. I, I hear it all the time on Twitter. Everybody says you have to go, and I was like, I I I'm it is an going to make every I'm going it's to make every effort to make sure. No, I heard it's pricey. <laughs> I heard it's very pricey. Um, it, those tickets for all those events—they don't come cheap, y'all. No, nope. I mean. No. I, I mean, there was, you know, two events that was, I'm just going to say, Gown Light Nasty World Turns, because we all knew I couldn't do it. I, I tried, everybody. I really did not to say those shows. But anyway, they were reasonable, I would say, in St. Jude, and I'm hoping Martha Byrne brings it back next year, the St. Jude event. That's an event everybody should go to. But I'm, you know, that's just me saying that. <laughs> but... It was nice talking to you, sir. Absolutely. Now that we talked about UK stuff, now I have more to talk about. Yeah. See, we got so much in common, like Mickey Mouse Club and all that <laughs> stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I will definitely talk to you guys on social media. Chrissy, as always, a pleasure. As always. All right. Love you. Guys take- mm-hmm. Bye. Bye, Candace. This was fun. It was lots of fun. It's always fun with those ladies. <laughs> I just love how they all, like, they're all able to get along, even if they have conflicting opinions. It's okay. It is okay. No one's going to get shot over it. It's fine. <laughs> no matter what social media tells you, it is okay to have difference of opinion. It's, it's yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, I don't know how much of that you allow into your life, like any negativity that ends up in your mentions, but I just have to automatically mute and block. I'm like, I can't. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I just have to I, stay positive for me, you know? It takes it takes a lot for me to block somebody. Cause I, don't, I don't really use the button as much as certain people do, but 
you know, there, there, there were instances where I did block some people, and I, I had no shame in doing so. I mean, there was one in particular that I blocked because they, they saw that I liked Ron, and I used the word ain't in my tweet. So they, they decided to go ahead and start in on me about the fact that I used the word ain't to express my appreciation for Ron Carlevati. And so I was just like, really? This is pathetic. You're actually arguing me about using the word ain't in my tweet. I only have 140 characters to work with. So, but, yeah, that seems something so small. And to be picked on where the word ain't is just like, really? <laughs> yeah, and she was like, try being professional because you're supposed to be professional. I was like, you don't? I'm like, try being on my website one day. I don't use the word ain't in any of my articles. So I'm just like seriously sitting here going like, and she, and she literally admitted that she was only arguing with me because I was using the word ain't because I also was showing appreciation for a, a quote, quote, hack writer. And I was just like, and you're going on block. Deuces. So yeah. some things aren't worth debating or arguing over like the whole endless Sam versus Weave. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm done, y'all. I've tried. I'm like, you're never going to agree with what I agree with, and I'm never going to agree with what you agree with. So let's agree to disagree, okay? Move on. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. Just no, move on. on. Don't even bother. Like, I, you know, whatever. You you want Jason with Sam, and I want Jason with Liz. So I don't think we're ever really going to agree on this subject. <laughs> Look, I, I'm still on that whole Jason, uh, Sam and Patrick train, so... Yes. Yeah. Gosh, I hope they keep them together and just don't throw them in the trash. Please. Don't. I am I am I am all about Sandrick, so and and that's 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 literally it. I got yelled at for being on that on that train. I'm like okay. Really? I, am. I am I mean I'm not gonna deny it. I like them, but Yeah. I, have hey, their, I like them have too. And I really can't tolerate I mean I I have respect. I don't. I don't really like. I don't. I re, You know. I respect Holly Monaco in some ways, but I just don't like the character of him. Like, period. I don't. I really don't. Um, <laughs> I have a high dislike for her. I try not to use the word hate anymore. I'm working on it. Um, so I really don't like Sam, but I can really tolerate her with Patrick. Like, I really like their chemistry. Their chemistry is actually really amazing, and I have not seen such good chemistry. That same is on on screen since Greg Vaughn was playing Lucky, and they Ooh. were together. Yeah, now, that, that was some good high chemistry fun. right there. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. I was glad Kelly talked about that at her event. <laughs> I was and... like, oh yeah, I remember. That was fun for me. Um, but yes, I mean, look, Sam McCall is not really. I mean. Let's be real. I mean, there there's instances where I call the trash, but that's just, just I, I don't I, like her in I, any way, I, shape, or form. I I <laughs> it's hard for me to like love, her. I think my love for Kelly Monaco kind of trumped the fact of me overlooking the fact that she is trash. But I love Sam McCall still. <laughs> but I love her with the fact that she is with Patrick. She needs she needs a good guy in her life, and I I really wanted. If Prospect Park didn't have that thing, I really, yep. was, I really wanted her and John together. Her and John. No, oh, me too. They were perfect. They, they were, were perfect together. I was. Yeah. I 
I that really did. That whole lawsuit totally messed that up. It really did, and I really was, I was loving John McBain and Samantha McCall. I was not a fan of Silas and Sam. I liked John and Sam. Yeah, it was kind of a poor substitute for the whole chemistry they had is John and Sam. So. It was different. It was different because it was a different character. Yeah. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. Yeah. And it was just trying, it was, it just looked like it was being recreated. And I was just like, there's just something about recreations of other couples that I don't like. Right. And, 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 and that makes me sound hypocritical in a sense, because that's, again, Sam McCall and John McBain was Caleb and Livy once upon a time. So, but somehow that worked in these two other formations, but I think with Silas, it just did not work. Um, Franco and Carly did not work either. And I love Carly and Todd. I think that was really, yeah. Yeah. That was really the the same way. That was the only pairing I liked post Jax with Laura Wright's version of Mm -hmm. Carly. That is, um, yeah, him and him and Carly, Todd and Carly were really good together. Roger Howard and and Laura Wright really had great chemistry. I liked those two. And when they tried to recreate it as Franco, I don't know. I, I it just didn't seem to fit. And I, I and I, weird. It, I I felt the same way about Kiki and Michael. I did. It was at the first same I liked them, and then I just didn't anymore. It just kind of fell flat for me after a while. And I but I loved Michael and Star. I'm like they need to get married. Like those two Michael are epically perfect for each other. No, I like Michael and Star. Um, oh, they they need to get married. That was definitely were, headed down that road before the whole lawsuit thing happened. Yeah, they they were good together. Um, I think when Kiki first came on, I liked her when she was how she was when she was with Morgan when she first came on the scene. So mm-hmm. I liked that personality of her, but then somehow it shifted to where her personality changed to that of a star mm-hmm. 2.0. And I think that's really why I could not get behind Kiki and Michael because they really did try to make it look like she was another version of star, which I didn't think it was, there was no need for that. But I don't what know. What do you think the of her now? Now they recasted her and now I think there's this rumor that Chris Alderson may be coming back to play her. And I'm like, what? Like, that would be cool, but, I mean... I think I think she clarified that that's not happening on Twitter the other day. I think I read a tweet okay. from her saying that it wasn't happening. Okay. But I think they changed the direction of Kiki when Haley came into the role because I don't think the stuff that Kiki is doing now or what, what she did when, when they were jugging Michael, I don't think that would have happened if Kristen was still in the part. I think they kind of changed the makeup of it when she came into the show. And so they went in an entirely different direction for her. So that's how I looked at it. Um, it, it just seems like it, they literally just changed the writing for a new actress. It's a little bad for the new actress. Cause I don't really care for Kiki's character. <laughs> I honestly don't. She's like hysterically crying over Silas. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but I don't see any tears. I, like, I honestly felt like once Kristen, once Kristen left, I didn't really feel the need for them to recast the role. There was really no need. There, there was really no need. There was no need for that role to be recast. So I, I was just like, I, once she was gone, I had no use for her, for the character. And again, yeah. this is no Helps offense to Kelly Aaron at all, but I right. was, once once Kristen was gone and that role, that character was out, 
of the out of the circle before Haley Aaron came in, I was just like, I don't have any use for Kiki. There's no point to have her here. So there really was no point to recast the role, but unfortunately it happened. So oh, those are the breaks. Yep. Yeah. No. I really don't know what the, they're going to do now <laughs> with her. Because at, thir- at first I kind of did her and Morgan hooking up again, and then he made the mistake of being with, quote-unquote, you know, Denise. And I was like, okay, forget it. Mm-hmm. This, this kid don't deserve nobody. <laughs> I, I I just I'm like you're 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 sleeping with Denise or Deneva as we call her. You're sleeping with you're sleeping, you're sleeping with Deneva because she has Ava's face, and I'm just like you're sleeping with Ava. How do you not know you're not sleeping with Ava? <laughs> this is why I call you moron instead of Morgan. Stop acting like a moron. Yeah, yeah, he's not a real likable character to me. Like the actor, yes awesome, but the character, no, 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 no. The character of Morgan, I had no issue with the character of Morgan until he started drugging Michael when the whole thing with Avery, AJ, whatever, what are we calling her now? Avery now? Um, I don't know. I lose count of that too. Like like the whole Avery storyline, I kind of lost track of along the way too. I was like, I think we're I think we're back at Avery since she's but, with yeah. Sunny, but uh, mm-hmm. but once that whole thing started, I, I mean, he was literally an ass about the whole entire thing, and no remorse about the fact that he was drugging his brother, and he's still an ass to his brother. But I mean, there was there was maybe a light at the end of the tunnel going where Morgan actually asked Michael, "Why do you still talk to me even though I'm an ass to you?" And I was like, "Is that some type of fake apology?" Because I can get behind it if you're going to try to make amends with your brother, but we'll say, I mean, I, I'm sorry, but Morgan is shit, so <laughs> he is. Yeah. Maybe they can do something, the new writers, about writing his character. <laughs> I, I really okay. hope they don't write him into a corner either, but it just seems like there's a lot of characters that are written into corners. Uh I just want them to get them out of those quarters. I kind of feel like that about Liz right now. I'm like, ooh, like, please redeem her, please. Like I said, they have to. They have to redeem them. I mean, there's really no other. There's really no other option that they have if they want to salvage that character. They have to repair her. They have to make her redeemable. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot today. I'm like, yeah, there. I don't think there's any other option than redemption at this point. Her like praying and asking for forgiveness, like that's it. That's all she's got at this point. Mm. It's sad. Well, and obviously, Nicholas is not going to really help her out. I think he's just going to do what oh, he's no. going to do and say, "Oh, screw you, Liz. You're you're screwed." <laughs> like, okay, I can great. totally, I can totally see that happening myself. He's going to leave her in the dust, and that's going to suck. Yeah. He's going to stay. Yeah, which is why I do not support them together now at all, okay? He's become too dark for me, and he does not, like, deserve a gem like Liz. When she was, you know, good Liz, she seems like she's on such a dark side now that I'm just like, you were (laughs) not like this before. You're not the Liz I rooted for for years. That's a shame. I mean, honest, like I said, I think Gene and Shelly coming in 
being two women, I think they're going to be writing, they're able to write strong women, character-driven women. So I think that we do have that to look forward to with, with this new regime, and, and they need that. So I think it's, I think it's going to happen. They're going to have to do some work with Liz, and again, it's not just her, there's some others as well, but primarily, yeah. as far as Liz is concerned, yeah, they have to repair her. They have to. I mean, again, there's no other I option. I, I have hope. I have hope. Two woman writers, I'm like, okay, I hope this goes my way. And I hope they see that the Jason and Liz band like, have been pretty much screwed over for 16 years, so... Mm-hmm. Let's hope we can finally get this train rolling in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But I'm actually going to head out myself. It was good to yes. be here for you for two hours. Uh, <laughs> it was wonderful. It was wonderful. I didn't expect you for two hours. I wasn't sure how long you would stay. So. I, I, I was going to stay as long as I could have. And I was just like, wow, this is the longest I've done one of these. And it's been a while. So I was happy to do it. Good. Well, I'm happy to have you. So you're welcome back anytime. Absolutely. All right. Well, have a good night, Novell, and uh, I'll see you on Twitter. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Bye. All right. Good night, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. It has been a pleasure to be on the air with you all for like two hours. It was awesome. Hope you enjoyed the interview and show and the GH discussion and everything. I will, of course, always be on Twitter and Facebook. And I am planning on having a show um, probably either Friday or Saturday. I'm not sure which yet um, because we do have our six-year anniversary coming up, and we have lots to celebrate as we as on fans. It's going to be the six-year anniversary of this show. I've done it for about six years now. It's been amazing. Um, I've had some special guests recently, so I'm not going to have any more on, I don't think, Friday. But... Um, Definitely, I'm working on upcoming guests, of course. So, looking forward to that. And I will hopefully see you all on Friday or Saturday. Bye, y'all. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. Watch today's on tomorrow. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Bye.